Hey, this is PJ with CLK Supplies, and I have my dad, Pete Slauson, back with me. Dad, thanks for coming back on. Yep, no problem. No, it's early in the morning, so thanks for coming in so early. Anything for you, son. Yeah. <laughs> so, in some previous conversations, I've went over, you know, what it's like as a mobile locksmith and buying a locksmithing business, and I really wanted to bring my dad on and kind of have him talk through the process of when he went from being just a mobile only locksmith to starting to add retail storefronts. And I wanted to have him kind of talk about the ins and outs of that, kind of went into it, the, some of the successes as well as some of the failures. So dad, so what year did you start locksmithing? Uh, 1980. 1980, okay. And when, what, at what time did you decide you wanted to get your own first, you know, locksmithing store? Uh, about two years into it. About two years. Now, throughout those two years, was that something like when you started that you were like, hey, I know eventually at one point I want to get a locksmithing, you know, like a storefront? Or yes. is that something that developed? No, I always wanted one. Okay. And what was that like? So um, when you got your first locksmithing store, did you hire um, some people to run it right away? Or did you try to run it while you were still doing work out in the field? Like, how did you do that? Well, it was a small store. Was, and when I had uh, it was just me running it. Okay. When I got a call, I put a sign be back at, you know, an hour, 20 minutes, two hours, whatever. Okay. Because I, when at first you can't afford employees by any means. Okay. You have to build it up. So you would just kind of like, but so you pretty much got a place to go between jobs type of thing? Yes. Yes. Um, but that probably put in some long hours though, probably because you wanted to keep it open. So you're trying to maybe work earlier in the morning, later at night, or? Well, I opened at eight, closed at six. Okay, interesting. So, how many years did you do that before you hired your first employee? Oh, well, I hired a, one employee uh, about three years into it, part-time. Three years, like, since you had started? Right. Okay, so about a year after yes, I you were kind of doing it. the both, because I think that's still kind of common today, right? Like we know locksmiths who still, you know, um, do service work and then like they just try to keep shop hours, a couple right. hours in the morning type of thing. Right. Um, so you had your lock store for about a year. You decided to hire someone part-time. How was it going through and like trying to train them to make sure they took care of the customers the same way you did and try to keep them on point when you're out in the field, you know, trusting them to be running the Well, it takes then? time and effort. I mean, everybody screws up, including me, you know, when you first are getting into it. You just got to teach them and answer, try to answer their questions for them to explain to the customer what, you know, no, this is what you want or this is what it costs. Okay. Now, a, a few years after that, right, you decided to move from California. California up here to Northern Idaho. Right. And when you did that, you closed your locksmithing? No, I sold it. You sold it down there? I took half of the stuff. Okay. Moved up here. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know this, so it's kind of fun learning right now. Yeah, well, you, you were six months old when we moved here. Yeah. So, you came up here, you decided, you know, you wanted to keep locksmithing, so you opened up um, you know, the a new business with the same name. Right. 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 And then you, um, at, so you were you just mobile locksmithing at first, or were you also um, did you get a lock shop right away? We we already leased the lock shop. Okay. And do you still have a picture of that? 
Somewhere. Right okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll have to get it popped up so they can see what yep. it is. Small little store. Yep. Um, so you started doing that and you had your lock shop, um, your one lock shop, and right. um, you decided to, uh, like, you were out in the field most of the time or were you in right. the shop? No, I was out in the field most of the time. Okay. I like still being out in the field. <laughs> yeah. Now you like getting, doing that work out right. there. Right. Right. So at what point, so I, I think at that point you, you started to build your business, right? You started to, you know, get busier and busier. Door to door. Hand door, out my cards. Hand out your cards. And mm -hmm. at what point did you decide that you wanted to open another one? Well, first I was running and then I found a piece of property and built the first store. Okay. And then after that, I thought I was in seven heaven, you know, because, wow, I actually got a store that I own. I'm paying me, not anybody else. Yeah. Because landlords can jack the rent up just because they want to. So the mm -hmm. unfortunate part. And then it was going, I had an employee, and I go, oh, might as well try to open up another one over okay. here in Post Falls. Yeah. And I rented a spot in the back of a pawn shop of all places. Uh, it had its own entrance, but nobody would use me because it was a pawn shop. They think you're shady yeah and that wasn't it at all so i closed it it was just kind of awkward I yes guess word, right yeah. and then i went back you know then i was looking for property and i found a piece and so i built one about four years later okay and how was it going from having one store to worry about to having another store to worry about at the same time you're trying to make sure that um, at that point, you had more than just you out in the field, right? right. Um, trying to make sure all the work was getting done the way you wanted it to. Was that like a learning curve? Oh, yeah. You? It's always a lear learning curve, you know, finding the right people to trust and, uh, you know, do a good job for you because it's your name out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when someone walks into one of your shops and has a bad experience... Um, Believe that, me, I hear about it eventually. Well, yeah, it kind of, it unfortunately kind of reflects back. Right. Um, to you to some degree. Right. Right. And Especially I, if it's one of your friends or, you know, yeah, something right. you know. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Because I expect everybody to uh, serve the customer with indig uh, integrity. That's it. Yep. There Thank you. Go. you. Integrity and uh, be polite. No matter, some customers can be a pain, but you still got to be polite and courteous to them. Mm-hmm. So now you have your two stores, right? right. Um, you're operating those and you know things are going well. Then you decide to expand again, right? Yes. Now, this time you decided to go up north. About how far was that? So the two shops that you have at this point, um, how far apart are, are about they? About 10 miles. About 10 miles. Right. So it's not, it's a quick drive. Something, a problem goes on, something happens. Right. It's not, doesn't take you long to get there. Right. Now the next store you decided to open, um, how long of a drive was that? 45 minutes, it was about 40 miles away. About 40 miles away, okay. So at this point you decided- And I bought an existing store. You bought an existing one. Right. So were they like retiring? Uh, they were moving back to California. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they're moving back to California, you decided to buy it. Right. And did you take over like the existing like people that worked there? He or? had nobody. It was just him. It was just him. Right. Okay. So 
you went ahead and you uh, hired someone, one or two people? Yes. Up there, okay. And how did that, like, did that start off well? Like, how it went it... real well at first. And then uh, it was Sandpoint, and it is a, a ski, you know, during winter skiing, during summer, a lot of lo lakes and rivers they want to go kayaking. Mm -hmm. And the employees I had at that time, they all wanted to go, I'm not coming into work because I'm going to go snowboarding. And I go, wait a sec, we've got to get the store open. So eventually I couldn't find good enough employees to keep it running, so I sold it. Okay, yep, so that one, so you felt like you tried, you did almost everything you could, but... For you five know, years. For five years. Right. And um, how many times would you have to send up someone from your other lock stores up there? Was that like a common theme? or how Unfortunately, yes, because... Uh, they wouldn't show up, so I got to keep the store open. So I sent one of the guys down here to open the store and do the jobs that day. And you're essentially driving like two. You're paying two hours worth of drive time right. just to put just to open the front door. Exactly. And so at some point you decided you're like you know what, this distance it's kind of too much. Yes. Um, just the situation's not working out well, and so um, I'm gonna sell. Yes. Right. So you decided to do that, and you were successful in doing that. Right. And um, then you just went back down to your two stores. Yes. Right? Um, how many years later did you decide, was it, to start to try another one? Well, I guess I like punishment sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I started a store up in Kellogg, what's about 45 miles away. So about the same distance away, but in a different direction. Yes. Okay. And so you decided to, um, now you bought a, you bought a, storefront up there from the beginning right yes from the beginning so you bought a storefront up there you uh, got it open and how did that go oh uh, at first it went fantastic i mean you got some good guys it was a guy and a gal and they worked great together and you know you get your slow time so you want to make sure everything's kept up looking good inside and out and you know i did it for three years and then my main guy up there was gonna quit and i wasn't making a ton of money i was making some but not enough to really keep it open so i decided to rent the building closed it so, so, you, so you just closed it down now, right. did you try to sell it or you just want no, to, you not okay. That time. okay so you didn't try to really sell it um okay so you decided to just close it down and you rented right. the building right now, um, uh, how was that like going through, you know, like you, you had two stores you opened, were successful, still running to this day. Right. Um, you tried another one kind of further away, it didn't really work out, and so you decided just to sell it. Right. But this one you decided to close, like was that yeah. a tough decision? Um, well, it's a, it's a ski place, you know, it really during winter was their busy season. Mm -hmm. And So both, both places were ski towns. Right, Essentially, yeah. and they were very small towns, so a mobile guy would have been doing better because he wasn't paying out rent and sure. uh, stuff. But how was that decision like to close it, you know, oh, I mean, like, I mean, you know I mean, there's a lot of pride that comes into the fact that, you know, I mean, you've worked and built these other locations right. and then you try one and it just doesn't, it just, it's not worth keep, to keep right. going. I went up there for a year every day. I drove that every day okay. to make sure everything was being done correctly and 
answering the customers' questions. Uh, in the locksmithing industry, a lot of people get nervous when they see a new lock or a new product and they don't understand it. Mm -hmm. So they go, oh, we don't do those. <laughs> And yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just because they haven't like maybe necessarily seen it or have been know how to take it apart, right. they're just kind of pushing people out the door. Exactly. And you're still paying paying them payroll. Right. Right. So you just had just to close it down. I mean, but was that a hard decision? Like, oh, like was absolutely. that like a sleepless night type of thing where you're like, man, like, do I really want to just stop the bleeding? You know, just make it stop now, or do I should I keep trying? Or, well, or at that's that about point, it was bleeding. You know, yeah. and I figured, it. you know, it's a big decision to close something or open something, but you, you got to make decisions, you know, if you don't try, you haven't failed. If you try and fail, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Meaning, if you don't try, you've already failed. Sure. Sure. So, you're, you're essentially saying that, like, you felt like you kind of did everything you could to try to make it work. Yes and you just got to the point where it's like the personal cost to keep it going and the wear and tear emotionally as well as physically you just got to a spot where it's like you know it's just better for my business to close it yes okay. absolutely okay now then i rented the building yep for a bunch of years and then guess what 10 or 15 years later i open it again <laughs> you know like you know you know i think it was like like was it like deep down like one of those losses that you're like you know what like, i know we can like, salvage it <laughs> yes you know I'm, I'm not letting this thing go yet right and say okay so you open it back up T did fantastic again okay did great but then you know guys want to move out of this area what we're working and they were good employees and i try to pay them more <laughs> uh anything i could to keep them so we could keep it open and we survived five years and then i closed it again once and for all sold the real estate i am out of it <laughs> so you decided I failed. <laughs> well, well but I, mean, I tried yeah you tried but it's one of those things that like you know you still own the real estate you had been renting it leasing it out right. um in between there but you know things were going well in your company and you're like you know that area had grown oh quite a bit quite a bit yeah um and you decided to you know you're like you know what i'm not done yet i'm gonna try it one more time yep and, and guess you, who told me i was nuts pj and now i well, agree with him yeah i mean I, we can save that conversation for another day okay. but you know um i think it's i guess from my perspective it's just like with the distance and such a small community you know, they just had their own. They just had their own ways of kind of doing things, and absolutely. And, and to get your guy to, your guys to always want to work all the time, the way your business does, right. was just hard. Really, yeah. You know, it was just hard to get someone to want to do that in those small towns. In the small towns, right? Like that. Yeah. So, so you decided to close it once for all. You even sold the real estate, so you couldn't do it again. Yep. Right. I'm done. <laughs> You're done. So. Here we are now, now. This is just a few years ago. Right. You then decide to buy another locksmithing shop, kind of between your two right locksmithing shops in Coeur d'Alene. In Coeur d'Alene, um, existing. Existing. Right. How has that been? Oh, that you know, he's was around forever, longer than I, and he had a good business, and so he wanted to retire and. I found it in a national magazine for sale, so I called the realtor and said, hey, 
And so we negotiated and we bought it. And then... How was that one? How has it been? Been great. It's worked out very well. Okay. You know, making money. Sure. And that's the key of being, you know, in business. Pay your people and... Absolutely. So... Increase sales. Yep. Well, well, thanks for taking the time to kind of share with everybody the wins and the losses, you know, right. um, about the process. And so, I guess kind of in closing, the question I really... Pros and cons of having a store and not a store? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, so through everything that you've been through... Right. Are you happy that you have the locksmithing, like the retail locksmithing stores? Yes. Like, would you do it again if you had to start over today? Yes. Because what I learned when I was a mobile locksmith, you'd get a call and then you sit there and wait for another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that doesn't always work, you know? But I had comments from customers, well, how do I know you're coming back if I have a problem or how can I get a hold of you if there's a problem? You know, let's say something failed. Okay. And, well, I can't come to you. you got to come to me. Okay. I don't want them coming to my house. Sure. So I decided to open a retail store because it would be, people could come to me knowing that we're going to be there tomorrow. Okay. So, so you're saying by having that retail store, you think it's kind of giving you some opportunities with some customers. Oh, absolutely. Big jobs. Big jobs that you don't think you might have, um, Received if right. you didn't have that retail storefront because they like there's some sort of security aspect to a customer's mentality that it's like hey if I have a problem or need something um, I I feel more secure because there's a retail store I can go to yes. if I have a problem plus you have all your stuff in the store what you're selling you're not just offering the services what you're doing out of your truck you're offering those plus merchandise. I mean, you can be very profitable selling key rings and stuff. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they come in because everybody wants to do it themselves. So they can come in and buy locks instead of going to Home Depot or Lowe's. They come in to you. Might be a little bit more, but they know they. that's all you do. Sure. The other places do multiple things. All they are is a merchandiser. Yeah where we have the knowledge of where the problem is in the locks and stuff. Sure. Okay, well, awesome. Well, yeah, I think that kind of sums it up. And I like, once again, thanks for coming on here. And, yeah, no problem. Um, telling everybody, telling the world here about uh, your adventures and opening and... Uh, it's been a ride, but I sure enjoy it. <laughs> I do, you know, I'm always looking to expand. I can't help myself, always. Uh-huh, so like, are you saying that there might be even more expansion in the future? Yes. Really? Okay. I'm old, but if I retire, what else am I gonna do? Play with my cows? <laughs> yeah. Well, great, Dad, well, thanks for coming on. Everyone, thank you for watching, and we'll see you next time.